Hey, y'all. It's morning. I mean, y'all, sometimes my songs be holy. Sometimes my songs be hood. Sometimes my songs be in the sweet. I be like, Lord, help you get it now. Like, I was thinking about uh, Shirley Caesar or somebody. Not Shirley Caesar, was it? Song and song is morning. <laughs> and we slept. <laughs> it is so inappropriate. <laughs> Probably you say folks in the back. I'm sorry. That may be too much for you, right? Oh, my God. Do me a favor. Start sharing the video. Y'all, God is doing something new in my life. He is just uh, working in me just like a new thing. And it's just really dope to experience and to witness and to know um, just the grace of God. I really didn't know it. I thought I did. But I really didn't know the grace of God. And I'm learning the grace of God. I'm going to tell you something while I'm sharing the video. I want you to go get registered for Pillow Talk. I don't want you to wait. I want you to go ahead now. Make your decision. The, the information is already on the website. Ladies. Hey, ladies. Come on. Um, I want y'all to go get registered for Pillow Talk. I want y'all to join us. Uh, the on-site session is sold out. We got a couple more spots that you can attend the day sessions. If you go ahead and register today and you're a partner of the ministry, you're going to get a 10% discount. So don't dis disqualify yourself of finances. And then not if not, do the virtual one and go on to register now. It's happening. It's not October. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, the last pillow talk was bananas. Like it was just crazy. God just did a really deep, and a really big thing. And it was just amazing to see his hand go to work in all our lives. And I want you to be a part of what God is doing in this season. I do. And I don't want you to tell yourself you don't need it. And then here God is speaking um, to me through you saying you need it. Like you need this. You need this next part of this season. So I want you to go register for Pillow Talk. I want you to go get a copy of third. Hey, auntie. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Vanessa. I want you to get a copy of 30 Days of Prayer. If you don't have 30 Days of Prayer, Jess has been taking 30 Days of Prayer. Didn't ask her to. She was like, I just feel like she asked me actually for permission. She was like, is it good with you if I share 30 Days of Prayer on Facebook? I'm not going to share it all, but I want to share excerpts. Um, as she began, she's a school teacher. She's a mother of five. She's just been praying for her children, praying out loud, putting it on Facebook. And more people have been picking up the book I want you to get. Okay, that's either a child or a dog. I want you to get a copy of 30 Days of Prayer as well, because I think it's just going to bless and change your life. And you need this on your life. There is nothing like placing your hands in the, at the hands of God. This earlier this summer, um, Judah and I were in a really strange spot. And it seemed like, I'm about to cry, I'm not going to cry seemed like everything I said to him was wrong. Like, just seemed like everything I said to him wrong. And God had told me, he said, your greatest weapon is going to be the prayers. And then your greatest weapon is going to be silence. And never in my life, I was explaining to a friend of mine, I was like, never in my life would I have thought that Judah and I would kind of been in this place. Never. This child loves God with all his heart. He has honor high. And, but it was a test. It was a test for two things. It was teaching me the grace and the patience for what he needed at the next level and also demonstrating to him that he could trust me when he is imperfect. 
He can trust me to love him when things are not best. And I don't think we realize um, the connection that we, the, that our children are the first people that we disciple. So to be in a space and a place with him for God to teach us both how to navigate through the grace was really powerful to the point, hey, hood, to the point, hood, I still be thinking about that chair, to the point that he came in the other day and said, mommy, because Josiah is leaving us next week. And he said, oh, he said, mommy, he said, I need you to know we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> like, man, you're going to have so, like, you're going to have so much fun. Like, he, has, he we're going to have so much fun. And I was like, Lord, this is you. Well, my sister had already also gave me a word and said, um, Janice did too. My sister, her adult, adult children, um, my, my, um, my uh, sister had also gave me a word and said to me, she said, I promise you by the end of the summer, he's going to be better. And I took hold of that, Tammy, and I took hold of that, Tina, and I took hold of that word that she gave me, that she blessed me with and said, you know what? By the end of the summer, he's going to be better. And we're making these transitions about school. And I've seen the power of God change both our hearts. So reading 30 days of prayer has not just changed uh it's not, it wasn't centered to change him. What it has really done is change me. What it has really done is change me. It's changed my weapons. It's changed how I talk. It's changed how I handle things. So I want to invite you to get your copy of 30 Days of Prayer as well. Um, I promise you um, the effective prayers of the righteous availeth much. And sometimes you just need a tool in your hand Thought I had a copy. My copy is all the way over there. Hold on, y'all. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes you just need a tool. This is my copy, and you can tell it's my copy. It's written in. She can write in it. Sometimes you just need a tool in your hand that leads you into that next place. That leads you into that next place. That brings you um, to understand more of who God is. Take your time with it. You can write in it. Um, and God will do something greater in your heart um, for your children. You'll have a different patience. There'll be an awakening. Let me pray for us today. Um, I'm still standing in the word that God gave us Ooh, about the former and the latter rains that is still pressed in my spirit that God will show up in what was supposed to happen <laughs> and, and what was supposed to come at the same time and do something so significant and so special in our lives. This morning, as I was praying over y'all before the devotional even began, I'm just declaring extreme breakthroughs. I hear God telling me this spiritual, this supernatural. Um, I'm talking to him. Um, I'm just ministering to him and he's ministering to me. So I want to know you've been prayed over, you've been covered. And I want you to go back and eat on that word that God is restoring you this week. Come on, I'm being restored this week. Will you write that in the comments for me? Will you put that in the comments? I'm being restored this week. God is restoring you this week. And there is nothing I feel like in this season that can really hinder you. Woo! Come on. I just feel like there's nothing in this season that can hinder you. And I think if we possess what God is saying that we can have by faith, y'all, come on. Come on, y'all. I think if we possess what God is saying we can have by faith, we will see the full manifestation of it in our life. Why? Because the supernatural hand of God is on our lives. 
So I'm being restored this week. Woo! My God, God is restoring everything that the, the canker worms, that the locusts ate. God is God is restoring, restoring me this week. He is my redeemer. He is the God of Isaiah 55 and 5, 54 and 5. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of armies and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of the whole earth. Woo! He is God is the, he is the, the God of the whole earth. And if he's the God of the whole earth, what I tend, what I know about him, uh, what I understand about him is that he has the ability to restore even that which is lost. I want to give you a little bit of Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance to comfort all who is more God's hand was always to restore Israel. And because of Jesus, God's thought process is always to restore you. Woo! I take Jeremiah, I, I, I took Jeremiah 29 and 11. So literally key that I, I tattooed it on my back and just said, you know what? I don't care what's going on around me. God always has a better plan for me. I don't care. Even if I fell into traps and snares of the enemy's hands, like God has already got a, a better plan for me. And he says to provide comfort to all those who mourn, to provide for those who mourn, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning. I taught this not long ago that it's time for you to take your grave clothes off. Woo, come on. So many of us have been still wearing grave clothes. Um, so many of us have still been uh, clothed in things on the past. And God is like, mm -mm 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 -mm. I want you to come out of that. I want you to get some fresh oil. I want you to come out of despair. And I'm going to call you what I call you, which is righteous. Woo! Come on. Type that in the comments today. I'm righteous. He said, I'm going to call you what I call you. Woo! My Jesus. I'm going to call you what I call you, which is righteous. <laughs> Come on. You have been planted by the Lord to glorify him. You have been, come on. I want you to confess that too. I'm planted by the Lord to glorify him. Oh God. I'm planted by the Lord to glorify him. I'm talking to you out of the word. And it says they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the former devastation. They will renew the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. Oh, it's that even strangers will stand and feed your flocks and foreigners will be your plowmen and wine dressers. Come on, y'all. But you will be called the Lord's priest. They will speak of you as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations and you will boast in their riches in place of your shame. Woo! Come on. I was talking to y'all about shame earlier this week, Nia. It says in place of your shame, you will have a double portion. Come on. You will have a double portion in place of your shame. You will have a double portion in place of grace. They will rejoice over their share. So they will possess double in their land and eternal joy is theirs. Lord, I thank you for eternal joy. And I thank you, Father God, for double in my land. And Lord, I thank you that I'm planted to glorify you and that there is nothing that can pluck me out your hand in Jesus' name. So I want to take you over to Galatians 5 and 7. And can I tell y'all something? I read this scripture wrong for a long time. Woo! Like I read this scripture long, wrong for a long time. And then the Lord had just begun to open my eyes, to open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of what you call. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was taught this scripture for a long time. I was talking yesterday to Pastor G and he was just saying to me, 
um, I was taught penal system. I was always Rosalind taught the penal system of God. And what I mean by penal system is I was never really properly taught God's grace. I was taught retribution. I was taught uh, punishment. I wasn't taught how God loved fellowship and all this other stuff. And because I wasn't properly taught it, it has taken me a long time for my mind to unlock to the grace of God. Woo! For my mind to unlock to how much God loves me through Jesus Christ on the cross. And so this scripture I had, I read this scripture and I'm going to read it. It's in Galatians 5 and I'm going to go to the seventh verse. But I want to give you the first verse at first because you need to understand the freedom of Christ that sets us free. It says, stand firm then and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Take note, I, Paul, am telling you that if you get yourself circumcised, and I thought for the longest that this particular scripture was talking about um, um, sin, the yoke of slavery of sin. That is not what Paul is talking about here. So when we get to Galatians 5 and 7, Paul says, you were wanting well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Woo! He says, you were running well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Paul turns this metaphor he uses often in the New Testament running here. He illustrates what's happened to the Galatian Christians, right? He's talking to the Galatians Christians. And I always thought this was talking about sin, but this is the problem. This is how he was talking to them. He was saying to them, he said, you are running well. You have received, woo, come on, get your freedom today. You have received the good news about Jesus. You had received the good news about Jesus with great joy. Come on now. You had uh, believed that Jesus died in their place for their sins on the cross. And by faith, remember, we've been talking about love this week. And by faith, they were welcomed as children in God's family. And then they received the Holy Spirit. They were following Christ. This is what they were doing. They were following Christ. Then all of a sudden, they stumbled. Paul asked them, he's like, who tripped you up? He said, who, man, when I was reading this, I said, my God, if this isn't the sign for grace-based living, he says, he says, he says, then they stumble. He said, Paul asked me, he said, he he said, who hindered you from obeying the truth? The Galatians were being persuaded to begin to follow the law in order to be made right from God. They had stopped following the, the truth that Christ had come to set them free and who had run in on them was trying to tell them and say to them, no, you need to follow. They were trying to convince them to follow the law. They were trying to convince them to disobey the truth. They were um, forgetting that they were fully forgiven. Y'all I'm finna go. <laughs> they were forget Irish. I know that's how I felt when I read it, Irish. The eyes of my understanding was open. That's how I felt when I read it, Shamana. That's how I felt when I read it. Their eyes, and the whole time I'm like, Lord, how did I misread this scripture? They were being persuaded to follow the law in order to be made right before God. And they were disobeying the truth that they were fully forgiven and fully accepted by God. They were starting to believe the lie that they must do more right. I'm, I'm gone. That they must do... Y'all, they were, come on, yes, Ebony, fully forgiven. They were starting to believe the lie that they needed to do more right 
with their father and the father needed to see them do all these right things. Ooh, come on y'all. That that he and that he expected more from them other than just him being his dearly beloved children. Back it up to what I told you about Judah. I had to go through this with Judah so that he could understand that he didn't have to prove he didn't have to prove himself for me to love him as my child. He didn't have to perform. He could be in the season he was in, Juju. He could be in the season he was in, and I not give up on him. And I love him, and I support him, and I still talk right to him. Come on now. And I, and I still show him the grace, the grace of God had pulled Judah through. Who told you? This is what he said. He said, he said, he, this is what he said here. He said, he said, Paul here is focusing on the individual person instead of like the whole group, right? And he's like, I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who, who it was. I don't know who it was. I, I don't, I don't, ho, ho. He said, but I want you to be very clear. <laughs> he said, you are running stuff. I don't, I don't know who this is, right? And we got that little scripture says a little, I don't know why Instagram went out today. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. I myself am persuaded in the Lord. You will not accept any other view, but whoever it is that is confusing you will pay the penalty. That's what he starts telling him. He says the, the persuasion of this thing, right? However, this thing is working. However, this thing is looking. The persuasion of this thing is not from the person that called you. Y'all, come on. Y'all need to get this. Remember, we're meditating the love of God. You need to catch this this morning. Yeah, you do not have to perform for God's love. Oh, my God. So he's sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This means I'm released <laughs> from these illegitimate restrictions. And let me tell you what I, what I read. When I read that, there was a note in my commentary book. You're released from the illegitimate restrictions. You are released from the restrictions of things placed on you. Now, I ain't saying, oh, just go out and live any kind of way. Your heart towards God ain't going to let you live any kind of way. And even if you stray and something happens, guess what? You're going to receive the grace but you because you understand that, that you are loved by God. <laughs> and you're not loved by God whether you're a good girl or a bad boy. Oh, be a good girl. Listen. How many times have we been taught that? Be a good girl for mommy. Woo! Be a good girl for daddy. Be a good girl. And then, so then if I'm not a, that, that's what I'm going to title this message. Be a good girl. Be a good girl. And then if I'm not a good girl, Makisha, if I'm not a good girl, Kelly, then are you going to love me less because I don't show up less than a good, come on, a good girl. So Paul is like, I, the, pers the persuasion of you to perform more, that ain't one. That ain't from the one that called you. The persuasion for you to show up so perfect and so right, that ain't from the one. And I know some of y'all right now, your minds are blown because someone always taught you the retribution of God. Ooh! Someone always told you when you when something happened in your life that that's 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 because you sin. Uh, someone. Out, no, and I'm not saying when you err, God doesn't correct you, but God corrects in love. 
and never condemnation. And he is more interested in you being in his presence. Do you know why? I got taught something yesterday by Pastor G and it blew my mind. David, even though <laughs> it's funny because he was, he was like Solomon, like David was seen so significant in God's eyes because his integrity, and I'm not talking about integrity from a place that I'm integrity and I'm showing up perfect. I'm talking about an integrity that I will not lay down and I will continue to worship and serve God. Ooh! That my stance and my position, my stance and my position, my stance and my position is still in God. My stance, and I remember years ago, years, it was probably the most liberating thing. I was watching a teaching in church. It was Pastor Happy Caldwell. And he had said, he was talking about falling. And he was using the scripture, just man fall seven times. He said, no matter what you caught up in, just keep getting back up. 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 But most of us have been taught an incorrect love of God. And we get back to, and we judge each other in the same. That's why we turn our nose down so much on another person's sin, because that's how someone taught us to love God, that God loves us. So we treat each other at the expectation of how we think God is supposed to operate. So as I'm dealing, and he said, he says, get back up, get back up. He says, eventually when you sit, get up, you at one time, you gonna get up and you're not gonna fall. And I'm like, this is so powerful to know this scripture. So here Paul is saying, look, I don't know who gave you all this mess that, that told you God was looking for your performance and all these other things. That ain't where God is right now. That ain't what you called to do. I don't know who ran, 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 ran in on you and told you you needed to earn the relationship with God and you had to have a performance-based love. And then he comes back real strong and he says to him, he says, but guess what? Even though this is where you at right now, even though you're still in this performance-based type love relationship with God, he said, I got full confidence. <laughs> Y'all, I ain't finna play with Paul this morning. He said, I got, I'm, I'm, I got positive vibes <laughs> that the truth of Jesus is going to prevail. Woo! Come on. He said, I got full confidence that the truth of Jesus is going to prevail. <laughs> that you're going to get God's view on justification. You're going to get God's view on sanctification by grace. And whoever lied to you and said to you that this is the, they're going to pay the penalty. Not you. They're going to pay the penalty. And this is Paul. Paul said, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In case the offense of the cross has been abolished, I wish those who were disturbing you might let themselves be mutilated. Dang, Paul. It's like what they're telling you you have to do cannot be reproduced physically. Woo! He said they, they're telling you what you have to do for God can be reproduced physically. What God is, I can't even, the relationship, 
of God. And what God has taught you to do was never meant to be reproduced physically. I hear you now, Lord. So when the Lord woke me up this morning and said, this is spiritual. Okay? This is this is a spiritual thing, right? He said, this was never, you could never produce this. This is not going to reproduce physically. This is to be reproduced spiritually. He says in the 13th verse, he says, for you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another in love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. My God, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by each other. Listen, if I operate from a space of what I consider to be, oh, you got to be a good girl. Oh, you got to be a good boy. Uh, or this performance-based love where God is and where God is consumed, I will miss <laughs> the opportunity. I'm not going to serve nobody in love. I'm, I'm not going to serve nobody in love. You know why I'm not going to serve nobody in love? Because I'm always going to have one eye open trying to check out and investigate a person and figure out who they are and what they are and what they got going on and how godly they look and how Christ-like they look. And it's like, oh, my God, who kept me from believing the truth? You, Who kept you from believing the truth? You better be asking yourself this morning. I hope this morning the word of God has blown your mind. I have read that scripture 2,000, I feel like 2,099 times. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm not talking about an absence of boundaries. Spiritual freedom is not the absence of boundaries. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, oh my God. What I'm saying is the word of God the love of God, the nature of God, who God is, shouldn't be producing chaos. I'm down. It shouldn't be producing, uh, uh, it shouldn't be producing chaos in your life. It shouldn't be producing chaos in your life. The crazy, it shouldn't be. Tina, my phone not even on. I don't know even know how you able to look and see. I can't see my screen. <laughs> it shouldn't be producing chaos in your life. It should not be producing chaos in your life. Spiritual freedom should not be producing chaos in your life. It shouldn't make you feel condemned. It should make you feel chaotic. It should push you towards the grace and the love of God so that you could properly serve one another. Ooh, that's it. I hope you take today's word, chew it, stew on it. You might have to tell yourself all day long, I'm free. 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 I'm 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 free. I am free. I am released from these restrictions. I used to think, can I tell y'all something I used to think? And I'm talking about I had to get revelation of this recently. I used to think that if um, I didn't do everything God told me to do, or if I didn't mess this up, that he wasn't going to provide for me. So I would imprison my, like, I just, I wouldn't tr I would trust myself other than trusting God. Because <laughs> that's what somebody, that's how it was taught to me. 
So I equated God's ability to provide for me and love me as a whole father with my ability to show up. Ooh, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I don't sin. I don't, I ain't even from God. I hope y'all catch this this morning. I hope y'all catch this. I hope this, if you want to talk about the prosperity of the gospel, this is how you prosper in the gospel. This is how you prosper in the gospel. If you want to talk about the prosperity of the gospel, this is how you prosper in the gospel. You prosper in the gospel because you understand that you are free indeed. Jesus was like, I ain't the one who came to kill, steal, and destroy. I came so that you could have life and you could have life more abundantly. <laughs> that I ain't came, I that that ain't me. That 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 legalism over there. That that's being taught over there, that's trying to steal your joy. That's trying to steal your peace. That's trying to make you operate in restrictions. Um, and some of time, some of us grew up punished so hard, harshly that you were punished so harshly for your mistakes. When you're punished so harshly for your mistakes, you operate in their relationship with God like that. And so then you never expect to receive his grace or his love in a time when you need it. I was meditating when he told Paul, because we don't know what the thorn was. And he told Paul, he's like, Paul, you got sufficiency available to you. I'm not taking this away from you. And I think about how many of us are just remove it, just do it. He's like, Paul, I'm not taking this away from you. I'm not removing this. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not, I'm not getting rid of this. What I got is sufficient enough to sustain you. You better hold on and grasp this grace and get your back up, butt back up and go preach this gospel, and go do what I ask you to do. I got enough grace to empower you and give you the strength to fulfill the call on your life, whether this thorn is moved out your life or not. That's what you're saying, Paul, in layman's terms. <laughs> I got enough grace. I got enough grace to sustain you. I got enough grace to change your life. I got enough, I got enough grace to hold you up. I had enough grace to supply. I got enough. I got enough grace to, to give you what you need to keep moving. I, I got enough grace. Let me pray over you. Father, I pray today that no devil in hell plucks this word out of their hands. Lord, let this word be sealed and destroy every religious, broken, nasty, stinky thought, imprisoned thought that has taught us to live as if we are illegitimate children. We are not illegitimate children. We are your children. We were redeemed and restored through Jesus Christ. And we this morning renounce all religious, old mindsets and negative thinking. My God taught to us by ourselves or others that have kept us in a place thinking we are illegitimate children. Father God, we are not illegitimate children, and we thank you. <laughs> we are legitimately yours through the blood of Jesus. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called to be in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I am praying that the power of this word works so deep down in you that it will change your mind about who you are, about whose you are, and about how much God loves you.
and you will not show up in a performance-based love, trying to perform, trying to be perfect. I had to release myself from being perfect, isolating myself. I told somebody, I didn't even, can I be honest? Can I just help you for a second? I didn't want to date because I was so afraid I was going to fall. So I would be like, I'm not going to date because I'm so afraid I'm going to return to old ways. And I had to get revelation. That's me. That's not the grace. <laughs> That's me. That's not the grace. Because I was taught that, and I probably taught it, that if you couldn't handle it, don't do it. <laughs> and then the Lord was like, it's your season and time to start dating. And I'm like, petrified. And the reason I'm petrified is because I feel like I'm going to fall off the way. <laughs> right? That's in my own strength. That is not in the strength. That, that is, let me get wisdom. No, that's not, that is not in the wisdom of God. That's fear-based living, thinking that God doesn't have enough grace to help you in whatever season you are in. Woo! Lord God, I thank you for releasing and restoring us this week. Do me a favor. Go give. Go, go give. Go to, I'm pointing like a point to the website. Go to the website, plant a seed, give an offering. Um, you can find out all the ways, cash app, whatever, all that is on the website, uh, lmjministries.org. And then my second thing to you, um, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus preached the kingdom of God. You, when you accept Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God enters you, the Holy Spirit, and you'll never be the same. I want to introduce you to my Jesus. And it starts with the confession of faith. And if you will pause just a second, you feel that prick, you see that pause? If you will pause, I think God will do more for you today than ever before. I want you to repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And guess what I'm going to do? Ooh, I'm going to send you some resources. I'm going to send you some materials. And I want to be the person that continues to disciple you because I want to disciple you in righteousness. Hey, I'm going to say this again. Go register for Pillow Talk. Go get 30 days of prayer. Um, if you're a man... You can sponsor somebody for Pillow Talk. If you're a man a part of this devotional, you sponsor somebody for the virtual. We need spot. We love sponsors for food. You can do all of that. You can just send us something over and say, I'm a sponsor. And we'll make sure we recognize you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you more than I can ever love you. And guess what he did? He loves you through Jesus Christ. I see you back here in the morning, 6 a.m. Bring a buddy in. Love, peace, and blessing. Woo! Thank you.